Okay. I apologize. My computer was freezing there, so I don't know when we went live if you were just looking at me. But hey, that's how things go when we're doing this live show. This is a podcast. We're doing our second week of grades. We'll wrap the grades up and then head into our award season here coming up shortly. Oh, by the way, the ballots are now open. Get your votes in for the Orange and Black Soccer Cast Awards for 2023. Let's get this thing started. Welcome to the Podcast of Champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and regardless of what others say on this podcast, I am here to stay. So, suck it, Dylan. Uh, let's bring Dylan in. Hey, there he is, Mr. Dylan, the originator, uh, the original partner of mine on this podcast. Oh, and then there's Brad and Larry as well. Let's just bring everyone on at once. Let's just do that. How's everyone doing? Uh, it's a beautiful night. That's all. Go ahead. I Brad. think Dylan yeah. was pointing to Brad because he wanted you to say something oh, next, I, Brad. I, I said chaotic because clearly we cannot handle introducing three guests at once. Yeah, I, I think if I were running the show, not that I've ever done that and done amazingly well at that, um, <laughs> I would probably, if I invited three people on at one time and then asked a question, I would pick a person to go first. Yeah, it, but that's not the way it went here because... I make the rules. Hey, let's get right into this. We got to finish our grading for the season. So we're going to jump right into all this. And I know uh, I got in trouble from Mr. Brad because I didn't do my homework and put in my grades. Uh, And we were supposed to do that because we want to do this quickly. Um, So I will try and do that as we're going through this. But let's get into our grading here. Uh, We left off last week about almost halfway through it all. But now we're getting to the fun grades here. So let's see what we got going with this. Who's up first? It's Mr. Alex Villanueva. Um... And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hand it off to you, Dylan. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, is it not Villanueva? I mean, I'm not the expert on Spanish. Look at me. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not super... I, I wasn't super impressed, but I also think he got a little bit of a short straw towards the second half of the season and just didn't have a place to play. I think he was one of those players where he was asked to play so many different places and never really had a true home on the field. Um Again, I, I don't think he's uh, the best defender, though he is rapid. So I understand why he was not playing as a fullback um, when our defense was um, there. I think we all had higher expectations for him, or we had all had high expectations for him. I was kind of underwhelmed. So he's going to a C plus from yours truly. And I'll, uh, we'll go through this first one, and we'll all do our grades for this. And then what we're going to do is we're going to try and uh, wrap this up where we can maybe uh, go over our grades and maybe one person will talk about them. And then we let's just one person talk about it and then we'll all give grades um, in there without adding too much to the discussion. So Brad, what's your grade for Alex? All right. Well, I was told that we're going to do a uh, bit of uh, storytelling about this one. Um, Alex took a regression from last year being one of our 
young players of 2022 that we all looked favorably on. I gave him a D plus this year, just injury and not making the squad when healthy. I will. Larry, what about um, you? I will. I will um, um, agree with what Brad just said in regards to regression. Uh, it was a very disappointing year from Alex. Um, you know, we we did see him score a great goal very early on in the season, um, but not really a lot else otherwise, which is unfortunate. Um, and I gave uh, I gave Alex a very middle of the road C for the season. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with a, a C plus, uh, just because I, I think he just couldn't find his place with the the way the roster was built and with injuries. So C plus for me with Alex. Um, Brad, you can introduce our next. Nine. Yeah, so our next uh, our next choice uh, to grade on minutes played is Mark McNulty. Um, I gave him a C plus. Uh, I think he had a good season. Um, three goals, four assists. Um, I think marred by that red card at the end of the year. Um, and the fact that I think he was just overshadowed by Among when Among was healthy and in the lineup for the full 90 minutes. Uh, I think we thought Among was a super sub. Among was a lot better in the full 90 than Sparky ever was. Larry, your grade for uh, Mark. Uh, C plus season didn't work out for Mark. Uh, I think like any of us expected it to, which is disappointing because he's just such a sweetheart of a guy. So C plus for Mark. My grade for Mark, uh, I'm I'm going to be a little bit more generous than than y'all. I'm going to give him a B minus. I think he contributed to the team in a way that was helpful, especially during our big run. Uh, he was he he's sort of uh, a contrast to, to a Milan Oloski and a Thomas Among. Um, does a different type of game and he came up big in some moments especially like in memphis uh with that strength that he had so i'm going to go with a b minus with him dylan i'll round things out with a c just kind of middle down the road he had his moments but you know we always expect more from a player of his caliber so what was your grade dylan i didn't quite hear it oh uh it was a c okay sorry um let's go then next i'll hand it off to you larry uh, Bryce James and oh Bryce, God, I love Bryce so much. Um, there is just so much potential in this kid, and I love to watch him play. And he's just so ridiculously fast. Um, there are there are just moments where you can just see hints of future greatness in this kid. I don't know how high of a level he's going to reach, um, but he's going to reach some very high levels. I don't know if we're talking Premier League, but we're talking you know going to be a solid MLS player in the not too distant future, I believe. I gave him a really strong B plus for this season. I loved watching him play. I didn't go quite as high as you, Larry, but I, I think he gets an A for me. Uh, very high potential. Um, did great when he was in the matches and got his call up to uh, represent the country uh, recently here. So I, I give him an A, not quite an A plus, not quite there yet. Dylan. Uh, B James is getting a B plus for me. I thought one of the brighter young players we had this year. Brad? All right. Um, I gave uh, B. Jams just a solid A. Um, I think he's he's going to be sold next year. Um, it just is going to happen. Um, and he's probably going to go somewhere in Europe, in my opinion, mid-tier Europe. Um, take the Ocedina route. Uh, and just for that reason, I'm going to give him an A. I thought he looked all the part fast, creative, uh, just needed to put together a couple complete games. Perfect. Let's move on to our next grade. And by the way, y'all share your grades. 
uh, in the comments and our producer will get them on, on up uh, if they are in time while we're going this. I know we're going through this rather quickly. So if we can get them up there, we'll do that. And while we do that next up, we got Brent Richards. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, 24 matches, only eight starts. I, I think Brent Richards is, you know, heading towards that tail end of his career at this point. He's doing what he's being asked to do, but he's not going to get the big minutes that a younger player is going to get. You're trying to preserve his uh, physicalness or his, you know, performance to the games that, you know, might matter later down the season and maybe throw him in there for a Brent bomb uh, or two throughout the, the matches contributed to this team, but probably not in a way that we had seen in past seasons um, from Brent, but again, to be expected and, you know, nothing against Brent, but Owen Lamb sort of came in and just sort of took over that position and, and owned it once he got into the lineup uh, for Brent. Uh, I'm going uh, with a solid B did, did what was asked of him did good was n- no negative impact to the team whatsoever. Uh, was a great team player. So I, I go with, uh, with a B for him. Dylan. I'm given Brent a B plus, I think as one of the elder statesmen and, and one of the more senior players on the team, his impact uh, maybe isn't week to week or, or match to match, but is maybe a little bit more day to day in training um, and showing some of the younger players how to be um, probably as close to a model professional as you could be and uh, wicked smart too. Yeah, I agree with, uh, with Dylan there. Uh, Brent Richards, you give him a pass. He is a, he's a member of the team that's here because he is one of the older players, one of the glue, one of the people to show the younger players, the ropes. Um, he played Academy minutes because he'll do anything you say. Um, he, he gets a B from me. Uh, yeah. You know what? Brent is just a consummate professional. Um, he understood what his role was going to be on this team this year. And then seeing Owen Lamb step up, he understood that his role was going to, I'm sure that he understood his role was going to be diminished, uh, perhaps even further, but he went into every game and he did what he was supposed to do. Um, for that, I give Brent a very, very solid B for the entire season. And, you know, um, if that's the end for him, uh, great career, great guy. Enough said. All right, moving on. I believe it's Dylan. Wouldn't you be going first? Whatever. Anyway. Uh, Didn't I? Time. I just went first with Brent Richards. I see what you meant by the same order. Um, wonderful. This was another player, I think, that uh, we would have liked to have seen more out of and unfortunately... Uh, suffered pretty massive ankle injury about halfway through the year. That being said, he was another uh, good old UCI alum, so if you want to hit the the anteater with the rest of us, you can. Um, Surprisingly good. Another player that's just kind of come out of nowhere and had a good season, given a good account of himself. So I kind of hope he sticks around. I'm I'm giving him a B for what he managed to do. All right, yeah, I I agree with you there. I gave him a B+. I think uh, Chada was the unsung surprise of the early season, uh, getting a lot of his minutes early on, starting a bunch of games there too. Um, I don't think anyone really thought a player from a local college who was kind of a a trialist in the uh, preseason game last year was going to be as big of an impact. And Should he come back next season, uh, he's getting slotted right in immediately. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I will say this. I was not, to start the season, um, I wasn't really all that impressed with Ashish. 
I was just kind of meh, no big deal. I mean, he's serviceable. He's decent. He's better than me. Uh, the more I watched him play, though, um, up until injuries uh, sidelined him, the more impressed I became with him week by week by week. Uh, because of that, I give uh, I'm giving Ash a B plus on the season. Um, my, my grade for Ashish, uh, I, I was flip-flopping here, uh, trying to remember sort of what we saw out of him. I, I think I was looking very negative mm-hmm. on him because of the lack of play with injuries. So I was originally going to look at going like more like in the C range, but when he played, he got a B minus, uh, it, he, he was contributing to the team. He just suffered an injury that sort of derailed the second half of the season for him. And Brad, by the way, I just got to let you know. Orange County does have a history of bringing in man-eaters to the roster. Almost every year you find a diamond in the rough man-eater that no one really expected to do much, and they contribute. Ramos Godoy, one of them. Uh, Danny Chrysostomo, another one of them. Ashish Chatha uh, this year. We, we tend to do every year you find a diamond in the rough out of UCI, which is uh, an awesome thing to do as a local club. Just, just so you know, Brad. I know you haven't been around as long. Next up, that's you, Brad. All right, so we got Andrew Fox, and I feel like I might be a little harsh on him given his play, but coming in from an injury, I remember just everyone was so high on this guy coming into the season. Uh, Everybody from USL Tactics to former uh, El Paso fans, when Foxy signed with us, uh, you would think that we would have been getting uh, a Marcus Nockham, but Marcus Nockham was the player who really took over that back four um, and Fox kind of didn't get to play as many minutes as we expected. Uh, when he did, I thought he played well. I think he made a couple of errors, but I gave him a C plus. Yeah, Foxy was a big question mark for me. Um, I, he's, he's a good, solid player, and I was uh, I was expecting more out of him this year than what we got. And again, injuries uh, you know kept those minutes down. Um, I gave him a C plus as well. Yeah, the the big thing for me with Andrew Fox is the injuries. Uh, I was expecting a lot more out of him. I know um, sometimes we're not as harsh with injuries on players, but I just was disappointed in what we saw out of him because of the injuries. When he was playing, great, amazing, uh, was really helpful to this team and did what was asked of him coming off the bench uh, in most of those appearances. <sighs> I'm going to go, I'm going to change my grade up slightly. I'm going to go C plus with him. I was originally going to go C, but I'm going to go C plus. I talked myself into it. I'm going to echo the C plus sentiment here. Um, I'm a little disappointed by injury. And I think he was just a player that Dylan Powers kind of slotted in in an emergency and, and played super well. And, you know, if someone's in great form, you're not getting back into the team, especially when we win 10 in a row. So it's unfortunate. On to, the, on to the next one, I think. What do we got next? Tomas? Tomas. Oh, God, I love Tomas. Uh, he, for me, Tomas is, he is that guy. He is that guy that every soccer team has. He scores some goals. He's entertaining. And he spends a hell of a lot of time on the turf. He, um, in, in, much, in much the same fashion as Eric El Cubo Torres, he spent a lot of time on the grass. But I still love watching him play. I mean, our number two, our number two scorer. Um, you can't take anything away from that. Uh, played really well when he was out there on the pitch. Um, just a fun, fun guy. Uh, because of all of that, I'm taking away a little bit of a half a grade, uh, taking him down to a B minus, just because of all the time he spent on the turf. Otherwise, I'm giving Tomas an A. Or, I'm sorry, uh, uh, B plus, not a B minus. Excuse me. 
You're giving him what? I'm giving him a B plus. A B plus. Uh, you know, it's very interesting because we we sort of have our grades sort of planned out on this, and I'm looking at it. We we actually are very much in alignment in a lot of his grades, which is very rare uh, for the the four of us or any of us in past even include alan in the past i'm agreeing with you on the grade for thomas uh tomas uh b plus the he would have gotten an a minus for me i i know uh larry you love the that he's on the grass quite a bit that's sort of frustrating <laughs> me a little bit at points is <laughs> no no it's frustrating me like too. that's why that's why he got a b plus instead of an a minus from me dude is a strong guy if you look at him he's built he should yeah. be able to stand up against some of that contact but again an amazing guy uh, you know, looks like he's having fun out there uh, when he's scoring his goals or, or making good passes. Uh, I was going through the celebrations, the nominees for celebration of the year, and he was like all across it because he had a lot of, I know it's a lot of just generic FIFA celebrations, but he was doing them and doing them well and having fun with it. So uh, B plus for Thomas, Tomas. I know you'll do anything for a good FIFA celebration, right? So I'm not surprised. Um, I'm going to give him a B plus here, I think. Um, the kind of player he came from San Diego, was going to be is he here to prove himself um, with the way that he arrived in Orange County, or is he just trying to soak up some some sun? Um, dangerous, but it was a little bit frustrating to watch him go down um, at some points. Yeah, um, among I'm going to just round out the B plus brigade here. Uh, among when he stayed on his feet, when he came in, when he was looking for the goal, he found it. Um, can't forget that game against San Diego in Torero this past year. Um, the man best game of the year from him. Um, I did kind of prefer him coming in on like the 50th minute when he would be just stronger and faster and uh, better than every tired defenseman on the field. But, you know, B plus I think feels fair. And before we move on to the next one, I want to get one last grade on this. We've got one of our writers uh, joining us on the show. That's DK. Uh, so we're going to slot you in here. So we're going through the grades. Uh, we're on Tomas. DK, share your thoughts quickly on Tomas and the grade. Uh, yeah. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep. We can hear you. Cool, cool. Just making sure. Um, glad that, you know, thanks for inviting me, guys. Sorry I was a little bit late. Um, for Among, just to make it quick, uh, I gave him a B. Uh, I think... You know, I heard a little bit of what Brad was saying. I think he was a fantastic super sub for us throughout the season. I think when he came on late in the game was his best moments. You know, his speed, his power, his ability to score goals was fantastic. However, the only reason that he drops down to a B for me is because a lot of the games that he started, I just didn't feel like he put in his 100% for the entire time that he was on the pitch. I feel like there was more he could have given to the team. Um, and that's why he kind of just goes down to a B for me is I think he has the talent and the skills to be an A, A plus player. Uh, I just don't think we got to see that as much this year, except for a few moments. So when I'm looking at the entire season, he gets a B. Perfect. Let's move on to our next player to give grades on and this is uh mr brian Oloski, who uh aka from previous years uh who i have called the lesser of the two Oloskis. he uh really played really well this year and he competed really well against uh, his brother for the best Oloski on the team maybe it's a uh, 
you know, one A and one B this year. Great player for the team, a great representative of the club, and probably gave Larry a little bit of a scare. So maybe the Larry eventually cut his beard off anyways, but you know, he, he missed a couple er games early, but was a solid player the rest of the season and uh, contributed to some wonderful goals, some good assists and a very weird, interesting celebration with his brother late in the season. A weird hand thing that they did was pretty cool uh, for Mr. Brian Olaski. I gave him an a minus. Uh, I know that's a little harsh, but he's someone I expect a lot out of. So I'm going to grade him a little bit harder. So I went with an a minus. Um, I'm rolling through with an A minus as well, Ray. So don't feel too harsh on him. Um, once again, really liked what I saw from Brian this year and, and saw a little bit more of him. I think it, I'm bummed to be missing Milan next year, but if we can keep a hold of Brian, I think we'll still be doing just fine. Yeah. I mean, Brian Olowski, I feel like, you saw him getting better as the season went on um, this year. He started off a little slow because of injury. Um, didn't make Larry lose his beard naturally. Larry had to do it uh, artificially after the season. Um, no, Brian was a was a great player at the end of the year. Uh, showed exactly what we were expecting out of him. Uh, just a little slow on the get-go. And I gave him an A- minus to reflect that grade. You know, second season in a row, Brian gets uh, gets stumped at the start because of an injury. But, God, man, when Brian Olosky and Milan Olosky are on the pitch together, uh, Orange County Soccer Club is just a different team. They are a better team. They are a stronger team. Milan scoring, Brian just being a general pain in the ass to the other team, and I love it. I, I just – I see Brian Olosky playing, I just think – my God, players have got to uh, from the other team have got to hate him. He is such a pest. I love the guy. Um, I God, just one more, just one more season, Brian, please. But if not, if this is a swan song, I will tip my hat. I will say thank you so much for everything. Brian gets an A from me this season. He pulled the Brad. He pulled the Brad. I pulled the Brad. It's my first pulling of a Brad since being here. So everybody's <laughs> got to do it once, right? Um, uh, Brian also gets an A minus from me. Um, I think the slow start, as Brad mentioned, kind of is what brings it down to an A minus. But I thought he was wonderful. I think he had two of the best goals this season. Um, as we can look, 36 chances created for the club. Like he was integral on the field and i think it's super important that we bring him back because he held our midfield along with a few others that we'll discuss in a bit yeah we're going through this really quick i'm just gonna say i might have to start pulling out some of the fun grades because we're just all coming out with the same <laughs> things the whole time through here it might get a little boring for listeners uh listeners if you want more of my fun grades throw it in the comments and i'll try and start thinking some up uh, as we go through this go ahead dylan I have nothing. Um, it's just a warning that you were supposed to be off the show. So watch yourself. That, that's it. I already gave my grade. Okay. okay. So you get to introduce our next grade. Oh, I, I, don't you know how this sorry, works, Dylan? You know, Mr. Want to take over the show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention because you were talking. Uh, Colin Shuttler 
um, what we would have all done for a fully fit Colin Shetler all season long. That being said, his absence for one beautiful weekend in August led to my favorite moment of this entire season. So I'm giving him an A. I know there were some uh, some absences in there. I'm going to consider those to be excused absences uh, and ultimately dethroning an MLS goalkeeper um, and really looking significantly more mature and more assured and just generally better. And your second year of play is, or I guess third year of pro play and second year of play with the team is, is massive. Yeah, uh, I mean, Shuttler, when he was in the lineup and he was at his best, I think the defense looked very well organized in front of him. Um, he made he made just the right amount of big saves. I don't think he really left the team on the hook too much. Um, you know, a GA90 of under one is absolutely incredible. Um, a lot, a lot of uh, his just amazing games this year. I think, though, came at the expense of a back four that was just on top of their game this year and really bailed him out of a couple situations. Uh, I gave him an A-. minus, Still a solid A-. minus. There's so many good things that could be said about Colin and his performance this year. Um, still scared the crap out of all of us sometimes with the ball at his feet. Um, and hopefully that's something that he works on in the offseason and improves there. Uh, but he was outstanding as the last line of defense on what was a very, very good defense this year. Um, it was, it was, man, I tell you what, though, I, I would love to see him a little bit more in those nine games that Cody played. Um, you know, maybe we're a little bit higher up in the standing still. Maybe even we got a shot at that number one seed. But Colin was fantastic. Um, I give Colin an A this year. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to be said to that and what we wish we could have seen with an entire season of having Shuttler in the net. Um, but I, I agree with, you know, everything that's been said. I think he did amazing. I think there are mistakes that he made that, you know, shouldn't have been made in times, which is why he's going to drop down just to an A- minus for me. Um, as, you know, the other hosts have mentioned, I think he was helped out a lot by our defense. Um, but I don't want that to take away for how amazing he did and how the team turned around when he was put in the net. Um, and I would love to see a Shuttler return next season as well for that and hopefully see him get even a higher grade. See, you got y'all are dinging Colin for the wrong things, just like a quarterback in the NFL is responsible for any game winning drive, regardless if they ran the ball every single play or not. A goalkeeper is responsible for clean sheets. A goalkeeper is responsible for keeping the ball out of the net, even if he barely has to touch the ball. Uh, there was that nine game stretch with uh, Cody Cropper. Uh, if he had the opportunity to play that, I guarantee you the team has a better record at the end of the season, has more points than the season. We also go further in the open cup because he won't make some of those bonehead plays uh, that Cody Cropper made in the game against Portland. He was a solid, uh, more than solid, a great goalkeeper for Orange County. He was part of that big run. He deserves this. This is the first one that I'm giving out of the season. He's getting an A-plus from me. All we right. won't argue with you. I mean, I could argue with him, but given that I am introducing the next player, I will just choose to let Ray's uh, A-plus stand. Uh, our next player of the year is Owen Lamb. Uh, Owen Lamb, for me, came in, um, I believe he came in a little bit late because of injury this season. Uh, we missed in the first couple weeks of the year. Once when he did, 
any ball that was sent to this uh mm. to the midfield to the box from him was lethal um he was one of our best uh at getting the ball into the box one of the best at finding uh finding the players in the middle and only two assists to show for it really is a little disappointing uh but not only that he could do everything owen lamb uh also locked down players that came his direction um and for that reason i'm not i'm not an a plus on lamb i have nothing really to ding him he didn't go above and beyond i'm just going to give a solid a here you know what this guy is something to watch he is uh he's a special player um he he's a gamer he's smart he's strong he's quick after watching Owen for almost 2,000 minutes a season, I fully understand why John Morrison bumped Orange County Soccer Club's off-season grade up a full grade from a C to a B when the signing of Owen Lamb was announced. Um, he's fantastic. Um, very, very interested to see where he lands next year. Um, if he doesn't get another opportunity at a run in MLS, I would be absolutely shocked um, based upon the way he played for us this year. Um, I give Owen an A on the season. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think he completely deserves a solid A. Um, I mean, every ball that he put into the box was fantastic, whether it was, you know, him running down the line or off of a free kick, you know, from the half line, getting it over to make things dangerous. Um, Owen was fantastic. And when he was being offensive and getting those chances created, he was hustling back to make sure he was stopping his man from doing the same. So an incredible wing back that we had. Um, and I think, I mean, two, his two goals that he had being in the position that he was were fantastic. Some of the best goals that we saw all season, arguably, and I know we'll talk about it later, but maybe the best goal of the season. So he definitely gets an A in my book. I'm going to have to do this again. He's going to get an A-plus for me, uh, and mainly for these couple of reasons. A, he was part of the solid defense that helped Colin Shuttler have a great season. And it's no coincidence that Orange County started doing better when he made his way into the lineup and got you know, acclimated to the season. The first few games he got in there, he was trying to get his legs going. He was trying to figure things out. He got in there, and no surprise, during that big run we had you know, in the mid part of the season, he was a huge part of that. I have to give him an A-plus for that. I'm going to echo the A-plus here, the work rate, and, um, well, if the gaffer says that that's the best goal of the year, it's the best goal of the year. Uh, that's it. That's where the argument lies. Larry, it's your turn, bud. I was waiting for the slide. Oh, here he is. Seth freaking Kasipli. Oh, man absolute definition of a professional um scored his first goal in i don't know how many years um seth was not in the starting lineup uh, he wasn't even in 18 for the first couple of games i don't think there was a couple games where he wasn't in the 18. uh partita goes out for six games Casipli steps into the starting lineup never left it never left it and with damn good reason seth has never been better for us than what he was this year. He was absolutely amazing. Um, there's nothing spectacular about Seth. There is nothing um, uh, that's gonna make you, your eyes bug out of your head, 
but what you are going to get is just a yeoman's job every single night, night in, night out. He's going to come out to play. I actually, where is my grade on him? Oh, oh yeah, I gave Seth an A plus this year because I loved what he did all season long. There's Brad part two. Amazing uh, improvement. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Uh, an amazing improvement from what we saw last year, and I think he was really solid last year too. Um, so I think he was absolutely fantastic. I gave him an A minus mainly because that's what I gave Brian Olosky, and I feel like both of them were pretty on par for what they did with us in the midfield. Um Funny story, when he did get his goal against Sacramento, I remember watching the game at the Harp and us pretty much saying, me and Blaine were talking, that we wanted him to get a goal this game so that our song made sense. You know, about <laughs> him getting it. He can get an assist. He can score you a goal. And then, like, 20 minutes later, he got a goal. So it was incredibly hype and absolutely love what Seth did on the field for us. And, yeah, so he, he gets an A-, minus, but that doesn't take away from anything that he did which was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. I, I get your, your rationale behind giving him an a minus because of Brian Olosky's a minus from you. Here's what I'm going to say. I gave Brian Olosky an a minus. I said, I was being a little bit more harsh on his grading because I expected a lot out of him coming into the season. I really didn't expect much out of Seth coming into the season with the team that we had uh, with a Brian Olosky, a Kevin Partita, a Kyle Scott, and then a young player in a Chata that looked like he was going to fill in and, 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 make an impact early in the season. But Seth, you know, once he got in there, he sort of never relinquished his position in the lineup. And because of that, I'm not going to be as harsh as I was on Brian Alaska. I'm giving him an A. Every match day, he does the dang thing. He's got a sweet mustache. Uh, <laughs> scoring a goal. I'm, Rockland's not exactly Sacramento, but it's close enough to say, you know, in your hometown it's an A plus, um, and especially to come back from a horrific injury a couple of years ago, and, and at this point in his career, probably play the best he's ever played. Brad, you can feel free to disagree. That's fine. Um, wow, it, it takes some level of character and, and dedication uh, and ability to to do all those things, and especially to grow a mustache. The only thing I'm going to disagree with your statement there is I think his mustache and beard combo is better than uh, just the stash. Um, if you guys look back in the old Reno days, that thing was bushy. That thing needs to make a comeback. Um, but speaking of comeback, Seth Kisipli is my 2023 comeback player of the year for Orange County. Um, I gave him an A+. Seth Kisipli was everywhere on the pitch this year. Might not have been scoring as many goals, might not have been scoring assists, but he never really did that in Reno a lot either. I think he played a lot better this season just because when the ball was at Seth's feet, the ball was not typically getting turned over. Um, and he worked really well, especially when he was getting those starts later in the season with Kyle Scott and Kevin Partita and really fortifying that midfield and distributing the ball really, really well. Uh, Seth Kisipli, A+. All right, so for our next guy, I believe this is, yeah, Kyle Scott. I think the most critical player that we had on the pitch this entire season. I think whenever he came off, we felt it. And I think that can be most clear when in the, in the, in the last match. He got taken off too early, and the midfield 
unfortunately hurt for it. Uh, Kyle Scott also, I think, had an extreme improvement from last year to this year. I think last year, a lot of us as fans were kind of like, okay, he was all right, but nothing too special about him. But I think he controlled the pitch when he was on it this season. And for me, I think he's my first A+. I have to agree on that grade of A+. Everyone, I think, has learned over the last few weeks that he's one of my favorite players on this roster. Uh, He was very important to this team. Uh, Like you said, DK, when he was not on the pitch, we felt it. Uh, He was was a solid part of that midfield. Like You felt just comfortable when he was in there. And he was all over the place in that midfield. If you watch him, he wasn't always in just like one spot. He was up with the attack. He was back with the defense. And he was running in the 80th minute of matches where he's been running, you know, box to box all match. And he's out there giving his all. Uh, A plus for Kyle Scott for me. Uh, I think he was almost per- like pretty much perfect this season in what he was being asked to do. Yeah, it's it's hard to find much of a fault in this game beyond some, some needless yellows. Um Every once in a while, we get a player that is uh, integral to the way we play. Last year, it was Malinowski. This year, I think it was Kyle Scott. It's got to be an A+. Well, Brad's in the spirit of things, bratting it up. Oh, Brad just pulled a Brad. Wow. Um, Kyle Scott, I think uh, an A+, is a sufficient grade for him. Uh, He... He's everywhere. He's winning the ball back every single time. Uh, a little reckless from time to time, um, but with our next player, you'll know that I think is the most reckless player uh, on our field. Um, but Kyle Scott just—he is a wonderful player. There's a reason why uh, John Morrissey, USL Tactics, and everybody else in the league, uh, whenever they talked about Orange County and how the play worked, Kyle Scott was the player. Uh, and he did Eric Calvillo's role better than Calvillo did. Uh, let me first start off by saying Kyle Scott, prettiest hair on an Orange County Soccer Club player since the great old days of Miko Kuningas. Um, that was, thank you, dear. Um, Disrespect Kyle to Alex Villanueva there. Disrespect to Alex Villanueva. Sorry, man. I, what, what can I say? I like blondes. I don't know. I just. I, um, Kyle was amazing this year. Um, and yes, what Keith said about him being taken off, you could see the difference in the team when he was not on the pitch. Um, love watching him play. Uh, he's talented. He's so intelligent. His, his IQ on the, on the pitch, his vision on the pitch is just, it's as good as anybody who plays in the USL championship. The 10 yellow cards, I think shows maybe a little bit of immaturity on some stuff. Um, that's a lot of yellow cards. That's a yellow card every third game. What you, you're disagreeing with my math? Ten no, yellow I'm cards. That the yellow cards are already. negative. That's a positive for him because it means he's being aggressive out there and he's putting in the work and he's being disruptive in the midfield. Is midfielders are going to get yellow cards because they're going to be disruptive out there. And and I have no problem with ten yellow cards on the season. I'm sorry, Larry. Okay, don't no, don't fine. breathe a negative out of that. You you are absolutely entitled to disagree with me and be wrong. I'm okay with that. But hey, anyway. Um, but Kyle, Kyle gets a very, very strong A, borderline A+, plus, but Kyle's getting a really strong A from me. See, you, you talk about me being wrong, Larry, but you're the only one that gave an A and not an A-plus on there. So that, you know, that, that shows something there. You're the wrong one there because everyone else agreed that he was an A-plus player. Uh, let's move on to the next portion of the midfield. Why are you mad? Do you need to be held? You need a hug? 
What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> um, Brad sort of uh, let us know who this was going to be. If you didn't know who Brad was talking about, then you haven't been watching this team this year. It's Kevin Partita. He was a second part of that midfield. I'm going to say this. Kevin or Kyle Scott is not Kyle Scott this season without Kevin Partita doing what he did on the pitch. Uh, I, I know there was a lot of stuff that went on with Kevin Partita. There's a lot of people that uh, have bad feelings about, you know, incidents earlier in the season with it. Uh, but being honest, Kyle Scott does not have the great season he has without Kevin Partita putting in the work that he's putting in there. And again, someone that's very aggressive getting yellow cards. But if you get 11 yellow cards and only one red card in the season, then you're doing a pretty good job there. Uh, I would love to have given him an A+, but I'm knocking him down one tier because of what happened early in the season. So if not for that, he gets an A+, from me, but he's getting an A. Him and Kyle Scott were the best midfield duo in the league by far, and they both complemented each other so perfectly. So he gets an A from me only because of uh, things that happened earlier in the season. Well, on the flip side of things, um, I'm giving him an F, uh, largely in part because of uh, a word that he decided to say um, that starts with an F, uh, on the field to another player. And I don't think that people just say these words uh, in the heat of the moment. I think you probably say it quite a bit, and uh, it's just a little bit weird to me. Um, and to disagree with you, Ray, I think you could put basically any combative midfielder into a role next to Kyle Scott and it'd probably be okay. I think the two red cards really hurt us. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the one red card really hurt us. And I think the suspension, uh, hurt us as well. It uh, hurt us. That mean, see, you're making the argument though. The suspension hurt us because he wasn't on the pitch there. You're making an argument for, for me being that well, if he would have been on there, one it would have been better body to be, in a team that was trying to make things happen. Now I have to give a lot of credit to basically everybody else involved in that situation. Um, but it was really disappointing and it's hard for me to look past a player that's going to do that. And then every time he makes a dumb mistake, the only thing that my brain goes to is he's just not that mature, is he? And this was a guy that was on the fringe of MLS a couple of years ago. And I'm just going, he's a couple years older than me. He's just not that mature. And to play in that position, I think you need to be. So, you know, finally a bad grade from yours truly. Um, I mean, we were going so well until Ray decided to derail us a couple times now. Um, <laughs> some more out. Anyways, um, it's hard to follow that up with kind of a skeptically good grade from me. Um, I gave uh, Kevin Partita an A-. minus. Um, and if I were to attach a meme to this, it's Shaq. I owe you an apology. I wasn't familiar with your game. I've just been hard on Kevin Partita every single season I've ever watched him from Reno onwards. He picks up more yellow cards and some stupid red cards. And like Dylan said, the uh, incident early in the season definitely doesn't look good on him. And I hope he's learned and grown from that. Um, but next to, next to Eric Calvillo was Tommy McCabe. I don't think many people remember that. We're going to remember a couple seasons from now, Kevin Partita next to Kyle Scott. And I think that that's probably the nicest thing I can say about uh, Kevin Partita's uh, actions in the midfield. Just a scrappy player. You guys are all making the argument for me. I'm just saying this right now. Go, Larry. Yeah, okay. Um, 
Kevin had a fantastic season. We all noticed it right from the beginning, the opening whistle of game one. Kevin was a different player this year than he was last year. Kevin was absolutely fantastic. Kevin should be in discussion for team MVP if it were not for that incident against San Diego. That takes away so much, that one little thing. Yeah, he raised his hand, he owned up to it, said he made a mistake, but you know what? It's a mistake you can't make in 2023. It's a mistake that I could make back in 1993, 30 years ago. You could say it. It was no big deal. We said it all the time. You can't do it in 2023. I'm not going to be as harsh as Dylan dropping him all the way to an F. I would be giving Kevin an A-plus on this season. But because of that incident, I drop him all the way down to a B-plus on the season because he really was just that damn good on the year. Can I just say before DK gives his grade, I, no. I, I, I'm not condoning, you know, language of the type that he, that he get, he did, but we also got to remember, we are all humans. We all make errors. We all make mistakes. It's if you can learn and grow from them. And from all that we could see is he learned from it. He grew from it. Yes. It's, it, it's something that should never have been said, but we also got to understand humans make mistakes. It's how they respond to it. This is what I teach my kids. If you make mistakes, own up to it, learn from it, don't do it again, and I will be proud of you. And so I know it's a short sample of that, but I don't want to like make this big deal over over it. I, I don't condone it. I don't accept it, but I feel like we're being super harsh on it, and, and this is just my opinion on it. Um, I am the type of person that I'm willing to see, okay, you made the mistake. Let's see what happens next. Go, DK. Uh, just to be quick, I'm going to give him a B+. Plus. I agree pretty much with everything that Larry said. I think he could have been an A plus. I think he was just as essential on the field as Kyle Scott was. And he's a B plus because of everything that we've just talked about. I think he can grow and I forgive him for what he did, but those six games that he was absent and then the reckless red card that he was an absence, another game that hurt us. And that hurt our position in the playoffs. And that's enough for me to knock him down to a B plus. Before we move on, really quick, DK, how did it hurt our position in the playoffs? And how did it hurt us? We won that game, and well, we because were in the position in the playoffs. Because if he was there for those six games, with how essential. No, no, no. I'm talking. About, I'm talking field. about that red card. I'm talking about the red well, card. Well, if well, okay. I mean, yes, we won that game. Still, we could have won that game more. But it's not just that. It's the six games that he was suspended. It's all of it accumulated together that shows that his absence unneeded affected our position and i think that's why he drops down to a b plus Perfect. not just I mean, b plus is a good grade so it, he's still no, no, fantastic I, no 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 i i get it i get it i get it we got we got to have some excitement on this on this episode we were all agreeing so nicely on the grades this is the first time we had disagreements so i wanted to get You're into welcome. it a little bit more <laughs> go ahead dylan oh man i already forgot who was next because i stopped paying attention we just got all so wound up by this um ryan dogman with the best chant that we've had in a little bit and I'm not biased. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, what a player, I think the, the work rate, um, it wasn't always super pretty, but his ability to get so far up the pitch and pin opposing teams in their own halves, his willingness, excuse me, that was not your phone. If you're listening along, um, his willingness to just get at the opposition, his willingness to get wide and get forward and put balls in the box. Um, 
if you look at what John Morrissey said about us throughout the second half of the season, especially during our good run, a lot of it is down to Ryan Dogman and the position that he takes and the way that other teams have to react to what we were doing um, meant that Orange County got to play the Orange County way and we didn't have to try and play to the style of another team. So I'm going to give them a B plus. Uh, Brad, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I I also gave him a B plus, but I'm not as high as I think uh, some of you guys are. I think Dogman uh, played the everything, but the final decision was always perfect. The final decision with whatever he did was a 50-50. He could either lose the ball or he's going to make an amazing pass into the middle. Um, I think Lamb was just more consistent throughout the year of uh, getting the ball in that final third and distributing it into the box. That's no slight on Dogman. Dogman is an incredible player. He is the fastest guy on this pitch uh, for Orange County, in my opinion, uh, even faster than Among. And he looked all the good parts of it, especially on the defensive workforce end. Um, I just wish that the decision-making in the final third was a little bit crispier, and some of the shots he took uh, were a little bit questionable, too. I, you know, it's, Ray disagrees with me. Of, of course he does. Crispier comment. Um, <laughs> you know, in much, uh, much the same as with Owen, only seeing two assists is really a surprising number. Because there were so many crosses that came in. And and Brad, you're absolutely right about some of the decision making. A lot of it was 50-50. But I still loved watching this guy play. Um, he's just, Precisely. again, another guy who's really smart out there on the pitch. Um, physical. He, you know, he could bang in there with the best of them. And not really an overly big guy. Not, not that big a guy at all. But super fast. Super athletic. Um, incredibly smart. Just really enjoyed him. I gave Ryan an A on the season. Can I interject? Sorry, DK. Um, I believe he. I know. I'm pulling a <laughs> I'm Ray. Um, I believe we should just give him a credit for the goal against Memphis that was uh, ended up being an own goal. Um, that was probably his best shot on the year, and I think he well, deserves a goal for that. I thought. I thought it was eventually converted to a a, a dogman goal. No, because it, no, was, it, on, was, it was on it was on target when it went through. Okay. It was listed as own goal, but I think it should also be a goal. Um, however, I would say that whatever rating everyone gave to Owen Lamb, that is the same rating they should have given to Ryan Dogman. I don't disagree that Owen Lamb may have had better crosses in and may have been better on the final third. However, what I will say is that Ryan Dogman was better on our third of the pitch. Look at that, 42 tackles, one. 24 interceptions. Not only was he contributing a lot to moving the ball forward, but he was an integral piece of our defense. And maybe Owen Lamb was a little bit better on the offensive side, but I think Ryan Dogman was a little bit more better on the defensive side. And I think those make up for each other. So I am giving Ryan Dogman the same grade that I gave Owen Lamb, which is an A. Yeah, I I, I was ready to go crazy until you spoke DK. Cause I was going to sort of make that same type of argument. Uh, Ryan played better defense in the role where Owen played better offensively in that role. They both contribute to great success for this team. I also go into this as we sort of knew what we were getting out of Owen lamb. Cause we had seen him. We didn't quite know what Ryan Dogman was heading into the season. We just heard he was a good player coming from Europe and he surprised me quite well. And I guarantee you, if we could get the stats from the club, or from whoever monitors the stats, 
he ran more miles than any other player on this team during the season. I can guarantee you that watching him play uh, because of that. And because the defense was outstanding and he was an integral part of that defense, a plus for me. All right. Um, I believe it's me. Who's next? Not Dylan. Uh, this is Dylan powers. I know. Ha ha ha. So funny. Um, Dylan powers. What do you say about this guy? He stepped up and took a role that he has not played and arguably I think was one of like the top 10 defensive backs in the league this year. Uh, just was strong. What made the role his um, and next to knock him uh, centered one of the better defenses. I think I've seen orange County play since uh, maybe even better than the 2021 season. Um, and a lot of that was Dylan powers is doing. Um, so I'll give him just a solid A. What do you say about a guy who is Gatorade High School Player of the Year, MLS Rookie of the Year, USL Champion? Um, what a year for Dylan. He came back to our team last season, and he we all said it, we all talked about it. He was pudgy when he came back to the team. Then when we came into the start of this season, he was fit, he was strong, he was looking absolutely fantastic. Loved everything that he did this year. He was so good in a position. Few mistakes here and there. They happen. But he was so good in a position that is not anywhere near what he normally played. You got to give the guy all the credit in the world for that. And so because of that, he gets an A from me. Yeah, A from me as well. I mean, I, I think he's arguably one of the most improved players between seasons. Simply for the fact that he was in a position that he had never played before and did fantastic. Uh, I think he only misses the A-plus mark by just a few mistakes that he made throughout the season that were decently crucial. But I think Dylan Powers was absolutely fantastic, and coming into that new position for him, we couldn't have asked more from Powers this season. Yeah, I um, quickly, I'm going to go on this. You can teach an old dog new tricks because he, he learned a new position during the season. As a 32-year-old in soccer, that's old. Uh, and he was part of that great defense we had. And yes, he made a couple mistakes, but he was learning a new position. He gets an A-plus from me as well uh, because he he did amazing in that role. And he's the reason Fox uh, was sort of left out of the lineups, at least the starting lineup, uh, in those moments when he maybe he would have made it back in there if Dylan wasn't doing as good. Uh, yeah, we've talked a lot about him playing in position. I mean, he actually never played in this position before. Um even um, Daniel Peterson had actually played in this position before uh, to come in and only make a handful of mistakes. And, you know, again, there was one beautiful night in Sacramento in August where he, I mean, wow, what a performance from him. Um, I think this is the maturity and the, the experience of being 32 years old. And I think the missing <clears throat> link here is that Plano, where he's from, is the Irvine of North Texas. And uh, <laughs> playing in Irvine, he feels right at home. Dylan Powers. Get yourself an A, old man. <laughs> Next slide. Right, Larry. Uh, Keith, I think you're about to agree with me on the statement I'm about to make. We got Marcus, our captain. Man crush Monday. No question whatsoever. Um, Marcus, what a what a guy and what a player. Um, great leader. Fantastic person. I said it before and I will say it again. 
one year with Orange County Soccer Club, five years with Orange County Soccer Club. Marcus Nackham is an Orange County Soccer Club Hall of Famer. When we go to vote next year, he needs to be in our Hall of Fame, whether he ever comes back or even looks at Southern California again. Um, Marcus earns my highest grade of the year, A+++. Thank you, Captain, for the season that you gave us. I hope to hell that we see you back here again. I mean, I gushed about him the last time that I was on, so I'll keep it simply short. But I think the best captain we've ever had, whether that's on the pitch and, you know, with our players and also coming and celebrating with the fans because that's a little, you know, biased of me, but that makes it better. Um, so he's an S rank and A++, however you guys want to do it. He gets my highest grade as well. I think he did fantastic on the pitch, and I think that he's the best captain we've ever had, which I know Dylan was had some shock face on. But First thing I'm going to say is, Larry, do you know something about him? That is he for sure not coming back next season because you said he's going to be a Hall of Famer next year? I, I know nothing uh, about that in regards to um, whether he's coming back or not. And I don't, I don't know. We, we hadn't really talked about what the um, uh, criteria is for a, uh, for a hall of famer. Is it somebody okay. who is no longer an active player with the team? That, that is correct. So I just wanted okay. to make sure I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know if you knew something that I didn't know. Uh, no, no, I agree so, with so you. That being the case, if he comes back next year, then the following year, if he's not back, he goes in the hall of fame. Whenever it is that he's no longer part of our club and we can vote him in, he goes in or I'm fighting everybody. Okay, no, no. He's he's definitely a, a, a club legend at this point after one season. Yep. Uh, great player, A-plus for me. And what what sort of puts it on this, this level is the celebration in San Diego where he just went right past his teammates and went and celebrated with Orange County Soccer Hill fans that made their way down to San Diego after one of the goals, he just pushes through everyone and on his team and goes straight to the, the the fans, which was a beautiful thing. And also jumping into the pool right in front of uh, uh, DK out there in uh, Vegas, I believe, right? Yes, definitely. That makes him rise higher for me, for sure. I mean, he came and celebrated with us in the pools twice in Vegas. I have a fantastic picture of it. And it's one of my favorite memories of supporting this club in the last 10 years. So Dylan, your grade. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I might've actually done an A earlier, but I, I'm thinking about this. I have to give him an A plus um, first time not being um, in Norway, not necessarily. I mean, he's 27 now, but it's not by any stretch of the imagination old um, to be the kind of professional player to, lead your team on the field to get the captain's armband um, and then to turn it around and, you know, wind up the fans, get them going with you, get the rest of the team going with you and run with the team for 10 unbeaten is, uh, that takes some special ability. So uh, A plus. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't disagree with any of these rankings. Uh, knock them. Dylan hit it on the head there. Uh, this is his first year outside of Norway uh, and playing Norwegian football. And, you know, credit to the scouting team on finding a true diamond in the rough. Nakam emphasizes what it is to be a respectably good player. Uh, he has fun playing. But not only that, he is a strong dude. He 
was the center point of that defense. Make no mistakes about it. Uh, he anchored the back line. He earned that captain's armband after uh, after um, Peterson uh, left to go back to Denmark. And he just was incredible for this team. The celebration in San Diego and Las Vegas aside, he just has fun out there. He's a really good player, and for being his first year out of Norway, just kudos. I give him an S, uh, which is the rank right above an A-plus for us gamer nerds out there. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Very easy on the eyes. You know, my uh, oldest son brought his uh, friend who is female, and she was, like, awestruck when she got to go down and meet him and take a picture with him. And was like super stoked and, and thought he was like the, the best looking player out there on the pitch. So she was like in love with him after the match. And I'm sure there's a lot of fans that uh, fell in love with him when you look into his blue eyes uh, or uh, watch him out on the pitch. Larry, really quick. No, I was saying yes, that's me. He's beautiful. <laughs> I, am a I agree. I've got, got a big man crush. Marcus Mackham, I am comfortable in my sexuality to say that is a beautiful man. It was was her first ever soccer game that she went to, and she was asking, when I was down interviewing after the game, she was asking my wife to text me and say, can she come down and meet him? And I pulled strings, got her down there, and she met him and took a picture with him, and she was like ecstatic after that, like with the picture on her phone. She was like, that made her night, taking a picture with Marcus. Fantastic. Marcus deserves that. Definitely. But as we go into, I mean, arguably MVP for the past two seasons, Milana Lasky, fantastic. The goal scorer that we have had, uh, I think the record goal scorer of Orange County in one season, probably in two seasons. Um, Milana Lasky gets an A plus from me. You know, at one point I was struggling with his grade on to give him an A or an A plus. And initially I was leaning towards A because I felt like I wanted a little bit more out of Milan this season than we got. However, looking at the stats and the stats don't lie, six, uh, four assists, 16 goals. He contributed to more than, or a little less than half of our goals for the entire season. And so for that, I have to give him an A plus. So people might be tempted to give him a lower grade because his stats don't look as good as last season. But let's remember, last season, we were not a good team. Your stats are going to look better when you're a good player playing on a bad team. This year, we were a good team, and he had teammates that actually could score, that actually could pass, that actually could play soccer and contribute to a winning team. So although his stats maybe don't look as good as last season, he was a better player this season. He gets an A-plus from me. Um, I'm going to give him an A, which maybe feels a little bit unfair, but just the level of success that he has brought to Orange County is, is almost, I think, counting against him here. Um, still a hell of a player, and, and it's been a joy to watch him for, for the last two years. Yeah, I mean, Milan Olaski, I think all of us here agree, is a first ballot Hall of Famer when eligible um, next year, the year after, whatever our rules are going to be i gave him an a plus i think he followed up a mvp worthy campaign as larry would like to say with a mvp worthy campaign and this year doesn't get the recognition i feel across the league that he deserves albeit 
had a lot more talent around him, which kind of snuffed out the Milan that we all knew from the year before. Uh, God, what can be said about Milan? For two years, Milan went out and did Milan things. He put the ball in the back of the net, and that was his job, and he did it at an incredibly high level for two seasons with Orange County Soccer Club. And it was just an absolute joy to watch this guy play. Uh, he's fierce, and he's got a big left foot, and he's got a big right foot. And absolutely, to echo Brad, and I had it in my notes here, when it comes time that he meets the criteria, whatever the hell the criteria is going to be, he is a first ballot, unanimous choice, Hall of Famer for Orange County Soccer Club. Milan, for the second year in a row, I'm giving Milan an A+. Awesome. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to the coach. Let's grade our coach. Now, I know we have only Coach Morton Carlson on this, so we're going to grade him. Uh, then we could talk about Richard Chablo if we want to as sort of a side note on this because he was technically a coach with his team this season. Morton was really technically only the interim coach this season. Uh, but what a turnaround. We talked about it all season. It looked like 2021 all over again, except for we didn't quite make it to that championship this year. Uh, but he changed the culture. He changed the attitude. The players bought into what Morton wanted, and he played a more exciting style for the fans on the pitch. We were excited to see what his team was doing. It was exciting to watch them play. Uh, I know there was talk about when Chaplo was coaching, it was a little bit boring because it was sort of sitting back and then doing the the, the, the counterattacks, the long ball. Uh, I know there was a couple times we saw that in this season, but for the most part, we saw a totally different game plan it was awesome, and, and the the players seem to love playing for Coach Morton Carlson. Uh, he's getting an, an A plus from me on that. How could he get any other grade? Um, I think the maturity from someone that had never really been thrust in this position, especially in his I think first match in charge to deal with the Kevin Partita incident as he did, um, was was pretty massive. Um, that gets a lot of credit for me because I think a lot of coaches around footy just in the world would probably, well, I mean, you can't prove it. Like I'm not taking my player off um, on top of making uh, us actually play an attractive style that's worth watching and, you know, hopefully gave everyone some hope, but at least was enjoyable to watch um, even when it went poorly was, was incredible. So a plus Morton. Yeah, I mean, I agree with an A-plus grade for Carlson here. Um, there were some bad performances under Carlson, but there were very little. And during those games, I looked back when I was uh, doing my research for this, and I never really disagreed with any of his decisions he made, that those bad games, you know, were more of a product of the team just underperformed for a night. Um, the incident with RGV and getting out there and having the game, you know, the team with travel delays, that's not on Morton. Uh, I still liked his decisions that game, and like Ray likes to hark on us on that game. Had one call gone differently, we could have been a completely different game. Uh, Morton Carlson's style was exciting. It's energetic. It involved a lot of grit and playing out of the midfield um, and just wonderful passes from the players and just seeing all the preparation he's done and he's told us and talking to him on the sidelines, Morton Carlson doesn't deserve any other grade, but an a plus. 
I disagree, sir. There is a grade other than an A plus that Morton Carlson can get. And are we are we going to kick Larry out for this? Because you all wanted shush. to kick me out. For I, I, I know his answer. It's shush. not what you think. Shush. Um, I could not give Coach Carlson the highest grade on the team. Uh, that was reserved for Man Crush Marcus. Um, I also had to give him something higher than I gave Milan because Milan was so amazing. But come on, produ our producer just put it up there in the chat. 1.96 points per game all season would have ended up with 67 points and the best record in USL championship. Because of that, he gets the grade of an A freaking plus. Better than an A plus, not as good as an A plus plus, but an A freaking plus for Coach Carlson. Hallelujah that he is going to be back next season and pray to God multiple seasons thereafter. Fake grades, fake grades, man. I was getting in trouble for this last week. And now Larry's <laughs> allowed to run crazy with these fake grades. Go ahead, DK. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm going to give him the same that I gave Nakam, which is an S or an A++, however you want to look at it. Uh, I think he gets the highest grade that we can potentially give. Um, I know it's been quoted on the you know, podcast multiple times, but Matt Elder said it perfectly. Whether we win or whether we lose the style of play, was exciting to watch and I am excited to watch how Carlson has this team play. Um, I think the biggest thing that I wanted for next season and that I didn't think that we were going to get because I thought he was going to get poached from somewhere higher is that I wanted Carlson back. No matter what we have on our roster next season, I am confident that Carlson can make something fantastic out of it. And I, the new age I'm ready for Carlson. Perfect. Um, let's do this really quick before we wrap things up. I want to just get your thoughts in a grade on how you feel the front office and the player transactions this season went. I know in past seasons, we've looked a little, uh, you know, I know we bashed it last year because pretty much when we needed defenders, we were signing midfielders and, and other players. We didn't have any defenders on the roster. I feel like last year we were a little harsh on this. Um, but I want to find out just from y'all how you feel the front office and how the player movement was this season. And and I'm going to start with you, Dylan. Uh, this is probably the highest I've felt um, about kind of the roster makeup this year. So I'm going to have to give them an A. And I want to give a little bit of special credit to all of the work that went into securing Orange County having a home for the next five or ten years because um, I wasn't super optimistic about that maybe this time last year, um, knowing, okay, we have a year, but what after that? And and really not to bring up any bad feelings, Brad, but um, not going the way of Reno. Um, so just kind of all around, you know, moving on some players that probably weren't going to be, I can really only think of Peterson, like probably on an expiring contract, just all around like good work to to make sure that the club was, was run well and will exist for some time to come. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Brad. I mean, I agree with Dylan on everything the front office did when it came to securing a stadium and the off-the-field stuff. Um, as for the actual product that we had on the field and the um, the players that we recruited, I'm going to give it a kind of a two-pronged approach. Um, I love that the team realized that Chaplow wasn't working, and instead of waiting a little bit later in the season... Uh, and this is no disrespect to Chaplow. Um, getting rid of Chaplow 
when they did probably was the right move, looking back on that now. Although we could have disagreed a little bit earlier on the season. Um, but for the players we brought in, you know, a lot of Nordic players. So I'm going to give a grade of N for Nordic. Um, just because I feel like Ray needs to have some excuse to make a, uh, a silly grade. But other than the Nordic players, Cody Cropper, I don't think was the right decision. The Eric Lopez that we were talking about last week, the experiment there was an absolute failure. Um, Emil Nielsen didn't stay a whole year. Uh, Peterson left during the season. He was our captain. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened then, but all in all, you know, the players that we've goaded about on this episode, uh, Fox, Scott, Knockham, they they get a good grade for that, and I'm not going to be able to really assign an accurate grade, though. Uh, you know, uh, for the front office, um, again, just to echo the other comments so far, uh, securing Championship Stadium in Irvine for 10 more years, that in itself gets a incredibly high a um this player uh, and that that goes i believe a lot of that goes to you know james and oliver and uh and english dan um for, as for uh oliver and the player signings and who he brought in man that that's solid i mean we got some great players that came into this team this year with the owen lambs and marcus and ryan and you know uh um Kevin coming back and playing so well. Uh, it was just, it, it, all in all, Orange County Soccer Club had an A season without question. Get rid of those first 10 games of the year, it's probably an A-plus season. But yeah, I, I'm going to give the front office and the signings, I'm going to give that whole smash, everybody up there, we're giving them straight A on that. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, Player signing-wise, I'll give an A- minus just because there were a couple, you know, flub aspects of it. But as far as the stadium aspect goes and the environment that we had at the stadium and the way that they connected with the fans, I know a lot of you guys weren't there, but, you know, a few of the front office people actually came out to the harp on away games, talked to us, hung out with the County Line Coalition. And so for that aspect, it gets an A. And then I'll give another aspect of getting rid of Labanda as an A plus. So as you average all of that, the front <laughs> office mainly gets an A, but I want to say that as the 10 years that I've been following this club, this is the closest that I've felt to the front office from fans. And I think they did a fantastic job in connecting with us in providing an environment that we can truly call home, which was perfect timing that we now get to call championship stadium our home for 10 years so they get and you get to you get to now be an owner if you want to as well you get to be uh, an owner what too here's what i'm going to say because you made a comment like there were some missteps or miscalculations on some of the players i think any team goes through that when you look at the overall like the players that were brought in there were a lot more hits and even the misses still contributed to the team in some way the the biggest miss is maybe uh you know what is it uh Morton Borshaw. Uh, and that was mainly because of injury. That wasn't because he wasn't a good player. I think just the injuries impacted him. The other players that were misses, you you look at maybe like Cody Cropper could be considered a miss, a swing and a miss, but you had an opportunity to bring someone in and you only had one really proven goalkeeper at the time. So you're bringing him in and Eric Lopez might be considered a miss, uh, but he was, hadn't played in a while. So 
but when you look at some of the other names that were brought in this season, they all contributed. Regardless of what you thought of like a, a Sparky McNulty and what he didn't do, he still contributed to this team's success this season. I feel like this is the first season where I felt like the roster, the players that were brought in fit in well with the team and the few mistakes weren't detrimental to what the team brought out. And also, if you look at seasons past with the rosters, there was not the uh, cohesion and the um, you know collaboration and the cohesiveness with the players and the coaching staff that we saw this season. I don't think there was any player you can look at and say they look like they were unhappy being here. They look like they were frustrated. We've seen that in the past with some of the players. Although they had great seasons, maybe there was instances of not being happy or not being excited to be here anymore or wanting to sort of leave um, the, the, the team because they didn't like what they felt around here. It's same different with this team. So I feel like the, 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 the front office staff, Oliver, uh, anyone else involved in the scouting, they did a really good job of bringing in quality players that meshed well together, which was awesome. And they found players that I don't think any of us felt like, or were expecting to do as good as they did, which was pretty awesome. The whole thing with the the stadium and the all that stuff, great work as well. I have to give an A plus to the front office this year. They did great. Um, let's do this quick. We're gonna do quick random thoughts because we want to be done before we hit the one hour and twenty minute mark. So I'm gonna go to you first, Dylan. Random thoughts for for tonight. Yeah. Um, I hope everybody has a good little holiday. Um, regardless of your thoughts or feelings on the historical aspects or the current aspects of the holiday um i would just challenge you or ask you to be mindful about what you eat maybe take a second to recognize the amount of effort um both on the part of the people who grew your food and prepared your food um to the people that um put effort into being with you um, because you probably deserve it i mean you made it this far in the show so you're probably a pretty great person (laughs) uh brad yeah, I'm going to whip out uh, a really good album that came out recently, uh, Pretty Vicious by the Struts. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time. This album's top-notch. A lot of new, weird stuff that they've never done. Give them a check out. Uh, but also, quick shout-out to our... I don't know what to call him, but uh, Edison LaCour from the uh, front office as well. Uh, put out some quality stuff during the game days uh, alongside us and really was just a fun guy to work alongside of throughout the season, even though not directly. Larry. On Friday, the war on Christmas starts. Don't hesitate. Get involved. Go to the mall. Find Santa. Kick him in the shin. (laughs) That's it. Did you know, Larry, that it's uh, <laughs> not the real Santa that you're kicking in the shin? There's some dude that's making probably 10 bucks don't an care. hour. Okay. Don't care. Yeah, don't, don't attack Santa's start. helpers, everyone. Friday. You know, like. <laughs> at least at least Larry didn't say, go sit on Santa's lap and pee. Okay, go, DK. <laughs> uh, my random thought will be uh, movie-related. I just watched a movie, Past Lives, which came out in 2023 this year. It is a Korean-American film. It is absolutely beautiful, and for a mostly international but also American-influenced film that maybe a lot of people haven't heard about, go watch it. It is beautiful and one of the best films that I have seen this year. Awesome. Uh, My random thought for this is going to be just quickly. uh, Our ballots are open for the season awards that we have. 
go to uh, make your votes. You can go to our Twitter account. I'll put it on Facebook. It's on Facebook. I'll put it on threads and you can also go to our website and there's an article up there with a link on where you can go to vote. Uh, voting is going to be open. I, I don't know quite know the schedule of when we're going to do the uh, award show because that's basically our next step, but I want to give you all time to vote for the awards. So we're going to figure out when that award show will be. We will let you all know, but for the time being, go on and vote. We have a new category this year. I know we've talked about it. It's the hall of fame. Uh, it's basically uh, acknowledging or recognizing players that, contributed you know to orange county's success orange county sc success throughout the entirety going back to the la blues days orange county blues days to orange county soccer club we want to recognize those players so we're going to do an initial inductee class for those based on who you all pick so go on there vote for your 2023 awards but also vote for the first ever hall of fame awards that we're going to recognize and we will let you all know who were the first inductees for that when we do that um, with that said, I want to thank everyone that participated in the grades y'all. Um, I know, uh, he wasn't on the show today, but Nathan included, included grades. And I think we're going to have some sort of recap on all the grades, uh, for everyone to see how we all voted on this. So you'll get to see that, uh, look, follow us on social media or look for us on wherever you follow us. So, you know, when we will be doing our awards, hopefully we'll get some players involved in the awards. They can, you know, we can actually let them know, Hey, you won this and they can, give a message to the fans and thank you for voting or something like that. We'll make that all work out somehow, some way, but I appreciate y'all for doing that. Um, with that said, I would thank everyone for 2023. So far, we have maybe one, maybe two more shows to wrap up this, the year and then we'll take a little break, but I want to thank everyone involved in this uh, throughout the year. That includes all of you on the show, Dylan, Brad, DK, Larry, our producer, Andy, who is uh, behind the scenes most of the time, but doing a lot of work to contribute to the success of the show. Those Tyler. that could make it on like Nathan, uh, Taylor, uh, Tyler, uh, anyone else that has helped us out through this journey. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and we appreciate you all the listeners for supporting us through all these years and through this year of 2023. Uh, again, we'll have one or two more shows to do the awards and that'll be it. But I want to thank you all. This is the orange and black soccer cast. We are out. <laughs>